If you're joining us in the podcast space, thanks so much for listening in. I hope that you will subscribe to the podcast. If you are joining us on YouTube because you wanted to watch and see what crazy sweater I wore today, thank you so much for watching. And also, please do the YouTube thing. Subscribe, press the bell, do the thing so that you get a notification every time I post a new episode here on the channel. If you like this, I hope you'll give it a thumbs up or share it with someone you think might find it helpful. Today's a pretty interesting conversation. Today, I mean, well, I guess I think that any conversation we have is interesting because I really just talk about things on the show that I'm interested or curious about. So I want to tell you guys about this weekend immersion that I just did. And I feel like it's a perfect time to talk about it because the new moon is upon us. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. The new moon is coming, the new moon, she's here. And hopefully you listened to the episode I did about the full moon and full moon, using the full moon as a ritual for letting go and setting intentions and the whole thing. That episode, the full moon ritual episode is episode 222, which was so great because I got so many notes from y'all saying that that's an angel number. I don't really know what an angel number is, but... I'm here for any numbers that match and sequence. So it just worked out that way. That wasn't planned. But the new moon, just to catch you up, if you didn't listen to that episode, is all about release. Like, what do you need to release? And the full moon on the other side of our cycle is all about creativity. What are you creating this new moon? And to that end, I thought I would share how I recently did something that was very outside the box for me and maybe in the hopes that it encourages you to consider things that are outside the box for you. But I went to a weekend-long immersion. And if you're not familiar, an immersion, you can think of it like a workshop, a conference, a seminar. They all sort of take on a little bit of a different vibe. But immersion is when the intention behind it is that you're going to be immersed. So you're going to kind of spend all day, every day while you're there learning about a subject or with a group of people who are also studying the subject. And the power behind immersion is that it's it's sort of like you're propelling your learning of a certain subject times 10. Because instead of just doing like one hour a week, you're having this sort of intense experience. I did an immersion years ago uh, to learn Spanish, which I should have just kept doing immersions because I'm still struggling with my 
Espanol. But I went to Mexico City for 10 days and just lived there for 10 days and spoke the language. And I learned more in those 10 days than I did in all of my years of high school trying to learn Spanish. But the point is, immersion is a really great way to kick off a journey or take a deep dive into a subject. Now, that's what immersion is. What did I go to do? Funny you should ask. I went to a weekend-long immersion about growing your intuition that was taught by a really famous medium. So if you're not familiar with mediums, they are people who communicate with loved ones who have passed over or spirit guides. Uh, They sort of have this connection to a different plane. And if you've ever seen shows about mediums or psychic mediums, the Long Island medium, I'm sure you guys have some idea. And think what you want about people who are mediums. And I'm trying a lot lately to be honest with you guys about the things that I'm learning or studying or curious about. And this one maybe feels like it's going to come a little bit from left field, but I love the conversation about intuition. I think that this is something that women, it is our divine right. I believe in women's intuition. I believe in a mother's intuition. I believe that we have this deeply inside of us. And if you listen to episode 229, the second part of Manifesting for Beginners, then you maybe remember me talking about how our intuition has been sort of scared out of us, or we've been made to feel afraid of it, or we've been made to feel like it's wrong, and we've lost this instinct that we have as women to trust ourselves. So I really want to learn as much as I can about how to tap into my intuition. There are things since I was a little girl that I have felt. And now having gone to this class, this weekend-long class, I have such a better understanding of what my particular intuition sort of shows up as. But before, I really didn't have a name for those things. So as much as I haven't really ever wanted to learn about mediumship, I just was like super curious what a medium could teach me. And I was fascinated by the idea that she believes we all have this to some extent and that you can learn it just like you learn how to walk or drive a car. You can practice growing your intuition and honing your intuition and learn to explore more of it. So I was really interested in how does someone even teach those things. And don't worry, I am interviewing her on an upcoming episode of the podcast because I know you guys are going to freak out and you're going to want to meet her and learn from her and like hear all the things. It was so amazing. But I guess there are two main reasons why this felt like something I was ready to learn more about. So there are two reasons why I wanted to take this particular class. The first, I decided, wait, let me just side note and say, I decided when I was going to record this episode that I wasn't going to apologize for this conversation. There is this instinct that I have to couch everything that I'm going to say in a way that makes it palatable for everybody. And that is an instinct born of growing up in a, a particular type of church that would have told me that this was evil and wrong and bad. And so 
my instinct, I'm even hesitating to say these stories to you. And I hate that I'm hesitating because I feel like it's a past paradigm that I used to live in. And I talked about this in a recent episode that I believe my creator, my God, our God, whatever you believe in, is big enough for your questions and is big enough for your curiosity. Like the creator of the heavens and the earth has to be big enough for you to ask questions and explore. And I feel like it's a a really old and twisted ideology that you can't ask anything or question anything. I feel like it's actually really dangerous. So I promised myself that if I was going to do this episode, I wouldn't apologize about it or try and like give it to you in a way that was okay. I was just going to speak the truth. So that's what I'm going to do right now. And I'm going to tell you that for as long as I have been conscious and definitely in the last 15 years, I have what I would call a knowing And I don't really know another way to say that. I now understand. I'm going to flip back in my notes for my immersion and tell you that I learned all about the clairs in this class. So clairvoyance, claircognizance, clairaudience, clairsentience. Claire means clear. So clairvoyance means clear seeing. Claircognizance means clear knowing. Clairaudience means clear hearing. And there's five different kinds. And what I learned is that different people have stronger senses than others. So different people have intuit, different intuition than others do. Clairsentience, which is a feeling that you get. Um, so for me, I would say I didn't have the words for this, but I have just, I just know things that I shouldn't know. The best example I have of this is my ability to work with women. I've been doing this for years and I didn't have language for it. I don't know if you've ever been with me at conference before, but there are moments where I talk to the women in the audience and we'll sort of work through a problem and maybe it takes 10 minutes and sometimes it takes 45, but I just, I'm not trying to sound like a douchebag, I swear, but I just have a, I just know what they're not saying. And I know the next question to ask and I know sort of how to help them have a, a like a breakthrough in that moment. I don't know how to explain it. In the church that I grew up in or different pastors I know would have called that the gift of discernment. I grew up um, hearing about the gift of discernment, like that a pastor would sort of have that. And I just always, I don't know. I just know how to do it. I think I would have been a hell of a therapist and probably am a little bit of a therapist to some extent in the work that I do. But If you've ever seen me at conference, I'm sure that you can think of an example of me doing this. I have it with women who walk up to me on the street. I mean, I have it with men too, but mostly women are the ones who come to me. But yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like I know, I just have a knowing. And I have a knowing like not going into certain situations, really listening to my gut or meeting someone and freaking knowing that they are bad news, knowing that there's something wrong with them, knowing that it's not okay, but ignoring my gut because I want to be polite or because it's a friend of a friend and I don't want to offend anybody. And then absolutely getting bit in the butt later when I realized like, oh yeah, they were a super jerk. You knew it the first time you met them and you did not trust your instinct. So I would say that my my strongest Claire is claircognizance, is, is the knowing. And 
that was the first reason. I just always have had this and it's gotten much stronger since I've gotten older and probably since I've practiced it more. And I just kind of didn't know what to do with that. It's incredible in my work, but I just wondered, you know, is there more here? So that was the first thing. I was kind of on a journey to find someone who could explain it to me. And the second, and I'm not going to apologize for this either, even though it's going to sound crazy. I have always felt the energy of my loved ones around me, my loved ones who have passed away. I've always felt my grandparents. I was very close to them. I've always felt my brother. I have felt the presence of people that I love. And I'll just, I don't know if you do this, but I talk to them. Like I'll just, all of a sudden, like I'll feel my grandpa with me or I'll feel my grandma and I'll talk to them and, you know, and then I'll sort of feel them leave. But in the past six months, I have started to feel other people around me who I know are connected to someone I know. The first time this happened, I didn't, I just had the strongest sensation and then felt a very strong sensation about who this energy was attached to, but had no idea what to do with that because I'd never experienced that before because I didn't ask for it because the person that I felt like it was attached to, I didn't know that well, but it was just like, I don't know how to explain this. I'll talk more when I interview uh, Tina Powers as the medium that I'm going to interview. When I talk to her, we'll talk about this. But it was a very insistent energy and a very insistent message I felt like I was supposed to deliver. And I can, yeah, I feel like if I was listening to a podcaster who never talked about this before and all of a sudden they were like, I feel the energy of your grandma who passed away, I'd be like, oh, someone started doing drugs. Someone's gone crazy. Truthfully, this has always sort of been a part of me. I just never have talked about it publicly before. And I think I know I'm like, I'm not the only one who is just wondering about this stuff or who feels things. Um, And I'd love to talk more and I'll talk, I'll have Tina teach on this when she comes on to chat. But I think like she said, we all have these things. So like clairvoyance, like that you see things or Claire olfactory, which is like you smell things. Like if you ever smelled your grandmother's perfume, even though she passed away 15 years ago, or you just like you have these senses, but we're taught to dismiss them or we're taught that we're crazy. Or if you think about it, little kids have this the strongest If you talk to a little kid, they're always, my daughter's four. She'll always be like, oh, mommy, my angels are all around me today and they're pink. All my angels are pink. And I'm like, oh, babe, that's great. Like, I wonder what color my angels are. And she'll be like, oh, they're green or whatever. She's so matter of fact about it. And I don't correct her because I was corrected. Most of us were corrected. Most of us were told that you don't see anything. That's not there. Don't talk about that. That's scarier. That's wrong. And I think that we all have this, but it's sort of like pushed out of us. And many people are 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 trying to explore, trying to learn about it again. So that was what sent me to the class was I probably just would have gone through the rest of my life having this like knowing and just kind of thinking, oh, I have a really good instinct with people. But when I started to feel energy around me that I 
that wasn't my people. I was like, oh crap, what do I, this is weird. What do I do with this? So I wasn't even sure where on earth to look, but as you know, I believe in the power of manifesting. And I just asked God and the universe to send me teachers, just like send me teachers, send me people who understand this, send me people who can even just a little bit help me to understand what I'm feeling or help me to understand different ways of looking at this. And in that quest and that request, I books fell into my lap or I found different people online and not all of them were people that I vibed with. Honestly, like if you're on a journey to discover anything, you're going to have to find people you're like, well, that just sounds straight up crazy. And I just don't, that's like a little too much for me. But along the way, I felt like I was led to this particular class. And it happened because I met an astrologer. Yeah, here we go. We're just going all the way down this rabbit hole, guys. I met an astrologer and I'm not into astrology. I really don't know anything about it. Truthfully, I know people who are so into it. They'll meet someone and they're like, oh, you are a Capricorn. Oh my gosh, your Gemini energy is like, they're like, you're a Gemini in the eighth house of Saturn or whatever. I don't know anything about it. I'm not making fun of it. I don't know anything about it. But I met this astrologer who had heard really good things about, and he does your star chart, which I thought was super cool. And it was. Essentially, you give them the location and the exact time that you were born, and they make a map. It's really beautiful of what the stars looked like at the exact moment that you were born. And then they sort of read your astrology or whatever. So I had it done just because I was like, well, I'll see what's here. And what I loved about the process was him. And I'm trying to get him to do the podcast too, because I know you guys will devour him. You will love him so much. But he was so much fun and he was such great energy. And I just loved getting to meet him. And at the end of that session, he was like, and he was very intuitive. He was like, do you have any other questions for me? I feel like you have another question. And I was like, because I was thinking the whole time, maybe I should ask him about these like ghosts or whatever. I don't even have a word for what I'm feeling, but like, maybe I should ask him about this like feeling that I have. And I said, yeah, actually, I feel like I am picking up the energy of other people's loved ones. And I don't know what to do with that. And the beautiful thing about talking to someone who's like in the world that you're exploring is that everybody else in my life, when I told them that was like, okay, okay, Rach. All right. That's great. Okay. So you're picking up, you're picking up ghosts. Okay. Awesome. They were just like loving, but also looking at me like I was nuts. And he was the first person that was like, oh yeah, absolutely. And again, he like looked at my chart again and he was like, actually, I wouldn't even have said anything about this, but because I couldn't like figure out where it makes sense, but your star chart or whatever, I'm going to totally say this wrong. Any of you who are like astrology buffs are going to be like, you're an idiot. I apologize. But he was like, your star chart shows like you were born in your seventh house or whatever is in life and death. So you have sort of walked that road of life and death. And so it would make sense that you are picking these things up. 
And so I was like, okay, great. What do I do with that? And he said, mm. he's like such a trip. He's like, mm. you need to talk to my friend, Tina. You need to talk to my friend, Tina. Tina Powers is the medium. So I reached out to Tina's team and I was like, hi. And if you're not familiar with her, she's really famous. She's been a medium forever and her wait list is insane. And she is very expensive and she has earned the right to charge what she does. And so I just like a nerd, like sent an email and was like, hi, um, I'm having weird feelings and I don't know what to do with this. And her assistant sent me back a note. It was like, Tina's actually booked until March, but it just so happens she does one weekend immersion a year and it's coming up in like a month. And there's still a spot if you want in. And I just felt in my gut, like, yes, this is what I'm supposed to do. So without knowing what the heck it was, I just signed up for this course. And I really love situations where I have no idea what I'm walking into. No idea. Like, are there going to be a hundred people in this class? Are there going to be four? Is this all a scam? Am I going to get there? And it's going to just be me. Like what... (laughs) (laughs) Um, what on earth did I expect? So I went in like really excited to see what it was and totally open. And I do think that that's key, whether it's you exploring your intuition or trying to learn Spanish or going to a business conference, is that you're just open to the idea that you're going to receive what you're meant to. What I was most astounded by when I got to the first session is there were like 12 people And I was most astounded by the age of the people in the group. I would say the majority of like 80% of the people were over the age of 45. And I guess it just surprised me because I I think of a younger generation as being the ones who are exploring intuition and instinct and spirituality in a way that we didn't. So I sort of thought I was going to be the oldest person in the room. And in fact, I was one of the youngest. And what I understand now too, having gone through it is that I would say probably 95% of the people in the class were raised in the church, which I thought was wild. And I'm not fully done unpacking, but like I will. And I wonder if being raised with faith is what allows us to even believe that there is different levels of consciousness, different, like that there's a whole other world, that there's heaven, that there's ghosts, that there's angels, that there's all of these things. So I'm like, oh, is it that you're raised in faith? So it's easier for you to think, yeah, I already believe in something bigger than myself. Why wouldn't I believe that I might be able to communicate with people who've passed on or that I might be able to hear something or have a you know, prophecy for like my life or like, oh, I should probably take this job, even though it seems crazy to everybody else. But my instinct tells me that it's the right choice because frankly, you've been walking in faith your whole life. So maybe it's easier for you to have faith. I don't know. I don't know if it's also women who, because this was, most of them had children who were grown. And I kind of wonder if a lot of them, it's like, okay, I did the thing. I raised these babies. Now it's my time to explore myself and what I'm wondering about, what I'm curious about. And I loved it. 
first of all, I love that a woman in her 50s or her 60s or even older is like, I want to learn new stuff. I think that's amazing because that's the kind of woman I aspire to be. But it also definitely made me think, and this is what actually made me do this podcast, because typically this is the kind of thing I would do and just never talk about publicly because I would, you know, worry about backlash or people saying I was like going off the deep end or being crazy or something. But the reason I did it is because I thought, dang it, how many people are curious about this in their 30s, in their early 30s, in their 20s, in their teens, and they don't explore it because they feel like it's wrong or they feel like, oh, I'm not allowed to wonder about things for myself until I raise these kids or whatever. Like if doing this podcast gets one person to start asking questions or chasing their curiosity and not waiting until they're an empty nester, then I feel like there was a reason that this all happened and maybe you're it. So that's why I recorded this podcast. I was just so astounded by the age of the women that I was in the group with. But at that very first session, we all went around and we said why we were there. And it just so happened that the way the circle was, I was the last person to go. And what I heard by the time it got to me was that every single other person in the class had had a reading from Tina before, meaning they had sat with her and she like picked up different family members who they had lost and she would like talk to them. So everybody had experienced a reading from her and they were like, dang, if that's something I could learn, I want to learn. So they had come to the class because they liked interacting with her in a reading. I was the only person who hadn't had a reading. And I, number one, then I feel like a little bit weird because I'm like, oh shoot, what don't I know? And two, I was just like, well, I'm here because this astrologer guy told me that you were the one that I should talk to. And then it all just kind of led to this moment. So that first session, we all wrote down the fears that we had about that weekend or the fears that we had about our intuition or our instinct or what it would mean. and. We walked out. There was like a fire pit that had been set up for us. We all sat out on the fire pit and we were talking. And then we let go of those fears. So we threw them into the fire and we sort of set an intention for being open to receive and being open to whatever would happen. And I think that probably the biggest and most important element to that weekend, which is so simple, but is everything her giving all of us permission to get it wrong. Like, hey, we're going to sit around and we're going to work on our intuition and we're going to explore this and we're going to learn about it. And you have to be willing to get it wrong. Because if you're not willing to get it wrong, you won't even try. So what we discovered is that when we all had permission to get it wrong, everyone was willing to try because they weren't scared that there was like a perfect way to have intuition or a perfect way to do it. And when people were willing to try, they were always right. It was, it was fucking wild. I, I'm not even exaggerating. I have to presuppose that the people sitting in this room are maybe a little bit further on their journey, right? This is not someone who just like woke up, said, I want to be more intuitive. I'm going to go take a class. To a person, everyone there had like read books, kind of tried to unpack this, tried to work on it. They were at various stages in their sort of ideals about what we were all doing there. So yes, people were a bit further down the path than let's say a beginner. But even still, 
it was crazy to me that when we would do something, we would work on something, we would have like, oh, who has an instinct about this, that everyone was right. When you would be willing to try, everyone was right. And I think it sort of shocked everybody. And I will say there were people in the group who, because of nerves or because of a fear of getting it wrong or maybe perfectionist tendencies, really didn't try very much. And maybe their journey, maybe the reason they were there is that they just needed to sit in that class that weekend. Maybe that was a huge step for them and they couldn't have handled more. But the people who are willing to try and to answer questions and to trust their intuition, it was astounding. I am not exaggerating. It was astounding to watch like from day one to day two, how much better and more in tune they were in just 48 hours. So basically how it worked was Tina would teach on subjects. So like that whole first day we learned about Claire's and the history of this and how it shows up and how it feels like different things to different people. Some people feel it in their body. Some people hear sounds or hear a word or hear a name in their head. Some people see a vision. Some people have dreams. Some people understand things through prayer or through meditation. It's different for everybody. So we're kind of learning all the different types so that we could begin to apply things to our lives. And something that Tina said I loved, she was like, I just feel like if you have the words for it and you kind of understand the definition of it, it it gives more validity to it. Like, I think this, like reading the Enneagram, when I first read the definition of Enneagram three, I felt like I was reading my diary. And it was the same when someone would be like, oh, do you ever get this? Does this ever happen to you? Have you ever had this experience? And I was like, holy crap, yeah, I thought I was the only one. So we were learning and then... Because I think Tina is such a strong medium, I didn't ask her to verify this, but this is my instinct. Because she's such a strong medium, I feel like that energy was just sort of in the room the whole weekend. And so one of the things that she asked us to do was if a name came to us throughout the weekend, like if a name came to us, she asked us to like raise our hands and say that we were getting a name. And there was this, woman in the class who was like, oh my gosh, it was like a watching a literal miracle. It was crazy. Who got so many names. And at first she was so scared about it. She'd be like, I think I have a name. I'm not really sure. I was like, okay, what's the name? And she'd be like, Chloe. And then someone in the room would just like, be like, that's my sister who passed away. Or, or like my sister who passed away, her name was Chloe. And then Tina would be like, okay, to this woman, do you get any other instincts about Chloe? And, you know, there was this hesitation, like, I don't, you know, because we all do this, right? You're like, no, this is crazy. And people are watching me. And now someone's emotions are involved, right? It's her sister. And I don't want to make things up. And it feels weird. Also, I'm making up the name Chloe. I'm like not telling anybody's information, I promise. But so she'd be like, okay, um, red hair. 
And the woman she's talking to is like blonde, right? And she'd be like, then the woman would like start bawling. She'd be like, my sister had red hair. And then it would be like, okay, what else are you? And the more that she trusted her intuition and would just say the first thing that would come to her head, the more she saw. It was wild. And throughout the weekend, I would say most of the people got names. Like I I do not, that is not my skill set. I am not getting anyone's names in my head. But I did have one time that weekend where I was like, oh my gosh, I'm totally getting a name. And I definitely felt it the same way that I did when I first started to feel people's loved ones. (laughs) And I don't know, I'm just going to describe it as I feel it and however it is, it is. And if you're watching on YouTube, I'm using hand gestures that you can't see if you're listening to this. But when I'm feeling the energy of someone, I feel it here. (laughs) So you, you can't see me. I'm holding my hand sort of to the right side of my face. I feel it like there. I don't know how else to describe it. And in the beginning, I have always known, like, if you don't know this, the, um, in energetically, our right side is our masculine side and our left side is our feminine side. So I would assume that like everyone I picked up was masculine because I could feel them on my right side. And I've since learned, oh no, that's just like where you feel this energy. So I really strongly felt this energy over here on my right side. And I felt really strongly it was a man. And so I was like, I think I have a name. And Tina was like, okay, what is it? And I said, Mark. And a woman across from me was like, my brother who passed away was Mark. And Tina was like, do you feel like it's her brother? And now I'm like, I have no idea. Like, I'm not saying this, but I'm sort of freaking out because I I lost my brother and I really want to get a message from him and I don't want to give her something wrong or say this wrong. And so you're really conscious. And Tina's like, nope, don't do that. Just tell me, does your instinct tell you that the mark that is in your head is her brother? I'm looking at this woman and I'm like, yeah, it is. And she says, okay, what else can you pick up about him? And now I'm like, peeing my pants. Cause I'm like, Oh, this is where I get it all wrong. She's like, Nope, just instinct. What comes to you? And I'm not going to share the things that came to me because it's private, but there were a few things that I was just like, okay, I don't know what this means, but does this mean anything? And she was like, Oh yes, this, this, and this. And then I was like, and this, and she would be like, yeah, he blah, 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 blah. So That's not normally how I would do something, but what I was astounded by in that setting was just how strong our instincts are, you guys, and how much it was magnetized by being in a room with people who like believed and held space for that. And I watched it happen again and again and again. And I watched people say stuff that there is no way, like literally no way the things people picked up or said were, it was crazy to me from like just a couple of days. And then another pretty crazy experience I had was on the very first day, she's like, Tina said, I feel like someone has a question. And I had been wondering something. So I raised my hand and I said, okay, how do I know? Like if I'm getting a feeling about someone, because I have had this, right? I told you guys I was 
I was feeling someone's guide or angel or whatever. And I felt like they wanted me to tell the person this thing, which had never happened to me before. And I said, how do you know if you're supposed to tell someone what you're thinking or what you're picking up? Like nobody's over here asking me to read for them. No one's like, oh, Rachel, are you sensing my spirit guide? Like no one's asking for that. You can't just like walk up to people and like tell them. It would be so inappropriate. So I'm like, but how do you know if you feel like it's really important? But how do you know? And she was like, oh, great question. And she started answering it. And she was like, you know, why is this something that you're wondering about? And I told her the story about the last time I saw my brother-in-law. This was several years ago. The last time I saw my brother-in-law, I knew, like looking at him, you know, I told you like a knowing, I knew that he was not healthy. I, with every fiber of my being, I knew he, I knew it was bad, but I felt like that would be so rude to say to someone like, man, you look awful. Like you don't look good. What's going on? Whatever. And I just thought I, I didn't say anything. I just didn't. And he had a heart attack and died. Uh, within months of that time I had seen him. And all I could think about after the fact was that some instinct level knew that he was not okay and I didn't say anything. And so I'm telling her the story. I'm telling Tina the story. And she's like, mm, Michael, y'all, when I say like instantaneously, I started sobbing sobbing because she didn't say does his name start with an m does it does it sound like no she said michael just like that and i was so freaking like shocked and the thing was guys remember i'm the only one in this group who hadn't had a reading from her so i don't know how she works and she hadn't read for anybody in this session so i didn't know i was so like thrown off and i was like yeah and she's like oh yeah yeah, he's here. And he's saying he wouldn't have listened to you anyway. And she like started talking to me. I don't know how to explain it. Like the way my brother-in-law would have talked to me like, oh, and he's like saying this and he's saying this. And he's like, and at that point, honestly, she said he was, it was too far progressed. Like even if you had told him and he had listened, there was so much plaque buildup. Like it just, it wouldn't have saved him. And it was just his time to go. And she told me so many things. Look, if you, yeah, I, I don't for one second think that this woman knew who I was before I walked in the room. There were people in the room who did know who I was and had read my books. She was not familiar. And even if she was, even if she had read my book or scrolled through thousands of Instagram posts to find the name of my brother-in-law, which would be really specific, she told me stuff that day that is not online, that is not anyone, nobody would know, like messages to give my sister and to give my family that there's no way she could have known. I have zero, there's zero question in my mind that she was communicating with Michael that day. And she picked up my grandfather who passed away pretty recently and saw stuff about him and said stuff about him that nobody could have known. And it was so 
startling to me at the start of this class that it just sort of tipped everything on its side. And I think I was so much more open to the process because I watched this woman using her gifts to throughout the weekend, like help every single person that she talked to and give people peace and give people clarity. And it was so cool. And I did ask her at one point, I was saying, you know, like having grown up in a pretty strict religious household who would have told me that this was like wrong or evil. And she was like, well, didn't Jesus show up three days later to let people know that he was okay? And I was like, great point. She's like, I, there, I, I just don't see how this could be something that's wrong because it's just meant to give people peace. And I watched her all weekend read the people in the room and it was, I, I'm, I'm, it was wild. It was wild to watch. And it felt very sacred. At the end of the session, we all went around and said what we were grateful for. And someone said this, and I thought it was so beautiful and true. She's like, I just feel like I've, been able to witness like such a sacred thing in the lives of strangers because you watch people hear from loved ones and get closure and oh, it's just amazing. And yeah, I, I love the experience. I think it's probably just a stepping stone in the journey of like learning. Or I don't know that there's like, you know, classes that you can go to, I mean, maybe there is, I just don't know this world enough. I don't really know what the next step is, but I know that it was a really cool thing to learn about and to explore. And on the very last day there, we did a guided meditation where we were like walking through, she had a, you know, you're walking through like a forest and then you're walking through a field and then you're walking through whatever. And at some point, she said, you come into a clearing and someone's there waiting for you. And instantly my brother was with me. And I told you guys that I have felt his presence a million times since he died. But this was the first time that I felt like, I don't know how to explain it. Like I was with him and I was looking at him. I was looking at him for the first time since he died. Like it was the first time I saw him living since he was alive. And so I'm doing this meditation, my eyes are closed, but I'm like sobbing quietly during this meditation exercise because I hadn't even realized I hadn't seen him. I could just feel his presence, which is like a gift in my life, but I had seen him and he just looked so healthy and so at peace and I was telling my boyfriend about this later. I was telling my mom and both of them are like, was he older? Like how did, and I'm like, it's so weird. He, he hadn't aged, but he also wasn't a 17 year old boy. He was somehow like ancient. I, it was, I don't know how to explain it, but I was sitting with him and got the most beautiful message, the most beautiful message of, I'll just tell you guys, cause it was, it was really special to me. And I don't know if this will translate to you guys, but I am really challenging myself and really working on this. And you will see this as a continuation of my work over the next year, especially to produce less and create more. 
I was such a creative little girl and I am a very creative woman. It's how I write fiction and cookbooks and how to blog and do podcasts and have made documentaries. And I'm creative and I love art and I love weirdness and things that are different and things that are unusual and unique. And it's something wild happens when you have success using your creativity. It's beautiful, but it's also, it definitely affects your ability to create because creativity by nature is an evolution. And it's sort of, you have to leave behind things that were to create things that are new. You can't just keep doing the same thing. But when you have success in a certain area, people just want the same thing over and over. Write the same book, right? Do the same kind of podcast, have the same kind of, do more conferences, do, and creativity to me looks like evolution and looks like doing different things. And that's a bit scary because it's not what everybody expects. And when I was with him, he was like, you need to play. Like sister, like you stopped playing. You stopped just seeing what was there. You stopped coloring outside the lines. You stopped using all of the different crowns in the box. You got to play more. You got to do stuff just for fun and just because, and not because you'll produce anything or you'll make any money at it, but just because it makes your heart happy to try and create. And it was such a beautiful gift. And it's definitely something I have been exploring and thinking a lot about, but it was such a great affirmation of this direction. And I think what I would love to encourage you guys in, because in my journey of understanding this more, I know that our guides and our subconscious and our intuition speaks to us in our dreams. So if you're not able to do a guided meditation where you get to go back and sort of get a message from a loved one, before you go to sleep, pray, or before you go to sleep, ask, ask out loud if you need to, or just ask in your head that during your dreams, you will be given messages or you will be given guidance or you will be given the word that you need or an idea or direction or the truth about someone that you've been wondering, but I believe that the loved ones who have come before us, not just that we knew, but even ancestrally, like that they are around us offering guidance. And if you ask for it, you're going to get it. But you have to be willing to ask. You have to be willing to feel silly. You have to be willing to be like, I don't really know, but I'm going to ask for this during my dreams. And then as soon as you wake up, as soon as you wake up, consciously, okay, what did I dream? Was there a message there? Was there anything that I was meant to see? Because if you're like most of us, you'll lose what you just dreamed about within 10 minutes of waking up if you don't consciously ask yourself. You can keep a journal by the bed and write it down, but at least just be conscious of what it was that you saw. That's what I saw over the weekend. And it was really cool. And it was really special. And it was really once in a lifetime to be in a group of people who were curious. I don't think anybody except maybe Tina walked into that room confident about their skills. 
But over the course of the weekend, I think we all gain confidence in our curiosity and our exploration of our intuition. And it was really rad. And my hope for you guys doesn't have to be this, obviously, but that you would explore the things that you're curious about. The new moon is all about creation. And as you go into this new moon, use the day to ask yourself what you want to create when it comes to learning and growing and exploring that gut instinct inside of you. I think it's a really special journey to explore a whole other world. And I also think that it takes a lot of weight away from things that do not matter, right? Like if you're trying to learn and grow your spiritual side, I promise you're going to care way less about what's happening on Instagram, right? If you're trying to learn and evolve and grow as a person, I promise you are going to care a lot less about what the other girls in high school are doing or wearing. Like this is just a more grounded and centered way to look at the world around you. And I think that getting curious about it is only going to lead you to really cool answers. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Rachel Hollis podcast. If you dug it, I hope that you will take a screenshot, share it on your favorite social media, or just send it to a friend you think will find it really interesting. Thanks so much for listening in. I will be back next week with two more episodes. Until then, I love you and I'm rooting for you. The Rachel Hollis podcast is hosted by me, Rachel Hollis. Our show is edited by Andrew Weller with additional production support by Sterling Coates. Our executive producer is Cameron Berkman. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is a 3% chance production.